You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Today we want to take communion. You're not here, so we don't have to worry about uh, how we handle the, the bread and the elements. But as we start the service, we just invite you to go into your kitchen and, and get uh, that which will rep- represent the cup and that which will represent his body. And at the end of the service, we'll, we'll take communion together. This is a good time to uh, get into the Bible, get into your Bible study. If you haven't uh, studied plagues, you might want to just do a little word search on plagues and and difficult times and hard situations and just do a, a study of when chaos hits. I was looking for chaos in, in, in the scripture and different translations will have uh, different expressions for the word chaos. And I just started going through a whole list of, of references where there's chaos that was upon the earth and what the Lord did in the midst of chaos. Chaos does not frighten the Lord. We find that even at the, at the beginning of creation, as there was just this chaos, the spirit of the Lord was brooding over the chaos. And out of that, the Lord wasn't worried. He didn't know what he was, what, what will he do? He was completely in charge and at peace. And he spoke and he said, let there be light. And the creation process begins. This is an opportunity, I think, in this time with the unusual circumstances that we've been facing to really press in and hear and see and have conversations and experience uh, just the, the personal dynamic of, Lord, what are you saying to me? What is it that my heart needs to hear from you today? What is it that will bring your love and your peace as you have poured out your love into my heart by the Holy Spirit whom you've given to us, Lord, show us yourself, show us your glory. The problem with the virus is that uh, there's a fear that is attached to it, almost a spirit of fear that is, that is going on. And fear is the ministry of the kingdom of darkness. Fear is the ministry of the devil. Now as human beings, we all have times when we get afraid and there's nothing uh, unnatural about that. that That's part of the fall. And, and so we get frightened. I remember as a kid, we were on our way to California as a family. And I thought I would take my sack lunch. We were in the mountains and I went down the steps and I thought I'd go to a place where I could just be alone away from my sisters and my mom and dad and just enjoy some time alone, eat my lunch. And as I was going about down, oh, I don't know, probably a hundred steps, I heard this and it was a rattlesnake and I was afraid. And when, when, when you have those kind of encounters, you know, fear is just a natural response. Uh, sometimes it paralyzes us. Sometimes it releases the adrenaline and we have superhuman strength. Other times uh, we just run as fast as, as we can. And that's what I did. And I decided I'll eat lunch with mom and dad and my sisters and uh, changed, changed the direction that I was headed that day. Fear is the ministry of the evil one. It's his purpose to keep us from the blessings that the Lord wants to impart to us. Notice every time that you're afraid, 
And it's not the fear of a rattlesnake, but it's a fear of a circumstance, a fear of the unknown. Right now we're in the, the crisis of the unknown. And so the spirit of fear can, can just work in incredible ways to, to restrict the blessing of the Lord that we're able to receive. So I wanna encourage you, let's press in during this time. Let's not let the chaos, the difficult hardships, all of that stuff, let's battle, let's battle fear. Let's battle the unknown circumstances. Fear comes when we have pain. When we're experiencing pain and when it's a repetition of pain and we don't want to experience it. I do not like to get shots. I had a fear of needles for a long, long time. And when it was time with an ear infection that I had to go to the shot, uh, to the doctor to get a shot of penicillin, it was like, oh, I would do anything not to get a shot until the pain in my ear transcended my fear of the needle. And at that point, the fear dissipated because the pain had so greatly increased. And uh, whatever the pain is going on in your life today, let's press into it and see what the resources are. What is it the Lord wants to do for us in the midst of our pain? A lot of it during this time has to do with our perception of how we perceive God. You know, if, if we're afraid and, and we've had relationships with our parents and, and so we have that parental uh, dynamic where we're gonna get whacked just as soon as we do something wrong, just as soon as we disobey, you know, there's gonna be, the... this time can be really scary if your perception is that God is now bringing punishment to the earth. I don't believe that at all. I believe that we have an adversary and he's alive and well and he's trying to bring as much harm and destruction. He, he, we, we have in, in John 10 that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And as he's trying to get the maximum mileage as, out of the spreading of this coronavirus and all the fear that he can attach to it, <clears throat> he's just having a heyday. And I say, no, no, not on our watch. It's not coming from God. If you have a, a, an understanding that God is a good, good father, then you don't have to understand all the things that are beyond our ability to understand. We're bound by time and space and, and we have the pressures of our circumstances. And so within those pressures, within the, the pain, within the discomfort that we have, we're trying to figure out how, to, how do we live? What's the Lord trying to say? Why is this happening? The trust is one of the things that the fear is designed to destroy, is our trust in a good, good father, a loving father. So when we know that our father's good and we're encountering circumstances that we can't comprehend, we can't theologically put in, into any kind of category, the enemy is going to try to wreak havoc with fear in our lives. But if we go back to what we know, God is good all the time. He is a good, good father and he loves his children. We don't know what he's doing in all of this, but we know that he is good and we can trust him. I was listening to uh, some brothers talking about the problem of pain and the problem of these kind of difficulties. Excuse me. And uh, one of them shared that there, 
there are things that God wants us to know about him that when we hit our normal fear and panic and anxiety, that we have those, those concepts of God that we can immediately grab onto because in the past they brought us comfort, they brought us peace, they, they, they caused us to uh, be able to endure. But there are times that when the new dimensions of discomfort come and fear, it could be that the Lord is wanting us to experience him in a new way that there's other aspects of who he is that he wants us to grab hold of and that we can only do that when we realize that our, our normal go-tos is not providing what we need. Then we need to ask him, Lord, how do I attach to you in a new way, in a new sense of understanding who you are in the midst of the circumstances that are all over the earth today? I hope that encourages you because it does me. I know that there's some things about God I will never know if I don't experience some difficulty. And out of the painful difficulty, it causes me to move into another experience of who he is. We do want to honor the government guidelines. We want to, to honor those authorities that have been put over us. And so I encourage all the vineyard family and friends, you know, to listen. And when the government says, let's abide by their guidelines, their instructions, let's do that. But let's be careful about hiding fear under the guise of wisdom. Sometimes I find that if, if, I'm, uh, I'm, if I'm afraid, I might just say, well, this might be the wise thing to do. Why? Because I'm afraid. And especially if the Lord is laying something on your heart to do or to connect, and all of a sudden you hear those things saying, I better be wise. No, we, we want to honor the government. We definitely want to be honoring the government, but we don't want to move out of fear, and we don't want to hide fear under the banner of wisdom. There is wisdom. There is godly wisdom, wisdom from above. And when we get the wisdom from, from above, that's the kind of wisdom that we want. But the wisdom of common knowledge, the common man wisdom, that's not always going to serve us. So let's be careful in distinguishing whether it's wisdom or whether it's fear that's causing us to move. Now, if there's a, a live rattlesnake here in the building, wisdom would tell me to move. And I would. Uh, so there is, there is a, some elemental common sense stuff. But there is a fine line of, dis, of distinction and be careful when wisdom is being introduced by the evil one because we're afraid. Be mindful of that. I find that right now the temptation for me has been to shrink back. You know, it's, it's kind of like, have you noticed that when there's a snow day and everything is shut down because of, of a blizzard or something. It's like, hey, we got a free day. I can just relax and do nothing. And sometimes we, we just kind of regress. And I, I, at the beginning of this, I, I found myself kind of saying, oh, okay, there's, you know, yeah, I can just relax. And I, I could see that I was just kind of withdrawing. I, I was shrinking back. It was like, Lord, this doesn't feel right. This, this feels like I'm pretending like there's a timeout 
and everybody can just do nothing. And uh, as, I, as I was entertaining that, I just thought, you know, that's exactly how the enemy wants to. He wants us to shrink back. He wants us to, to become lukewarm. It's okay to rest, but it's the kind of rest that doesn't lead to being lukewarm. We, we want to rest, and I, I think right now is an opportunity to recalibrate on so many different levels. In all of our relationships, we have an opportunity to recalibrate. We have an opportunity to set our priorities right. When there's no NBA and there's no, you know, all the sports activities and everything's canceled and oh, it looks like no Masters golf tournament. Oh, you know, you know. With, and, and, and then as, I, as I've gone through just coming into the office, working in my office, using safe steps, uh, going home, no sports, nothing there, all of a sudden I'm thinking, how much time do I actually use in being entertained when I go home? And now with that, all that disrupted, it's like, oh, this is, this is a wonderful time. This is a wonderful time to press in to new levels of intimacy with the Lord. I think this is kind of the secret. I think the enemy is trying to use this isolation to try to cause us to just kind of distance ourselves from relationships. But here, here at the Vineyard, we're trying to press in and trying to discover new ways of doing relationship uh, when we can't be in proximity with one another, how can we connect to one another? And so Michelle has put together a Facebook page group. So if you go to the Mount, Vineyard, Mount Comfort Vineyard uh, Facebook page and check on groups, you can go down and join the friends and family of Mount Comfort Vineyard. And as you do that, we're trying to design that to be a place where you can interact Tell us what the Lord's doing, any testimonies, any praise notes, any prayer requests, any needs that you have. Uh, if you, you, know, you can call in to the church, leave messages. If nobody's here, we ch we'll check the messages regularly. Uh, you can text, you can, you can contact us. But we've tried to create this Facebook group page of friends and family so that we can stay connected and we can encourage one another because this is a time that we need fellowship, especially when there's a sense of isolation. So I wanna encourage you to do that. Uh, get on the Facebook page, use your telephone, texting. If you've got Skype, uh, FaceTime, those kind of things, stay connected with one another. We want to do that. We wanna know what your status is. We wanna know how things are going at your house. Uh, are you going crazy? Families with little kids, or, or, or do you still have any hair left? Um, what's going on? Let us know uh, how, how we can pray for how this is affecting your household. So the level of intimacy, I think this is a, a time like none other to press in and to go to the next level of intimacy with the Lord. I want to remind you what I've, I've, remind, what I've spoken to you several times, that, that when you're at whatever level of, of intimate relationship you are with the Lord, and it starts to feel like there's, there's some distance, like there's some separation between you and Him, oftentimes that's because the Lord is wanting to draw you up to a greater level of intimacy. 
what you have been doing up until that moment is good to sustain intimacy at one level, but he is a jealous God and he loves us and he wants us to pursue him and to come into another level of intimacy with him. So don't be panic stricken if you're thinking, Lord, where are you? I can't sense you. Ask him, Holy Spirit, what is it that I need to add in my intimacy with God that will take me to the next level? Now, be careful if you start hearing things uh, about reading you know, 25 chapters in the Old Testament and 22 chapters in the New Testament. and It's not gonna be a performance thing. It's gonna be something that the Holy Spirit will personally streamline to you for your increased intimate relationship with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so be mindful of that and be ready to move to the next level. We, we don't have things that are normally distract us. Uh, but it's amazing to me how the enemy can creatively bring new distractions to us. When we have the ones that are away, then he'll try to introduce other distractions. Just be mindful. Just be mindful that he is going to try to do whatever he can because he knows that in this time, there is almost a sense that you can go to a monastery with the Lord. I've never gone to a monastery. I've got a lot of pastor friends that, that go away and spend two or three days at a monastery. And some of those are the, where, where there's absolute avowal silence. And so you're, you're quiet and you're there. I've never, I've never had that privilege. But right now, I feel like I'm having my own personal monastery. And I want to encourage you that this is an opportunity for you to just be away with the Lord you, you can spend more time, especially if, if, if your job situation, if, if work is no longer uh, uh, an option for you, spend that time with him. And out of that time, he will give you creative uh, insights on what it is that he would have you do. But the key is, is to know him at a deeper level. What is it that he's wanting to show us, the church, about himself? and about our world, because I, I believe that uh, when this thing lifts, and even as, it, as, as the, the restrictions are over us, I, th- I see that the Spirit is gonna be building in us and preparing us for great breakthroughs. And I'm looking for the breakthroughs even today. As I was thinking about praying for people today, a lot of times at the end of the, our service, we have ministry time and people come forward and we pray for them, we lay hands on them, which we'd have to put on some gloves and, and those kind of things to practice safe steps. But the Holy Spirit took me straight to Jesus and the centurion and his servant. And it's, it was like the Lord was saying, do not underestimate the power of prayer even through a streamlined podcast. The Lord is going to move and touch. As I pray for the healing of the coronavirus, I felt my spirit just rise up and say today as we pray for that, let's pray that the Lord, as we focus on the coronavirus, he releases his healing grace to touch people with whatever sickness, illness, disease that they have. Wouldn't this just be wonderful? When when the enemy thinks that he's isolated us, quarantined us because of this coronavirus threat, 
And now we pray in, in the Lord and release his healing grace and cancer is, is, is healed. Uh, diabetes is healed. Deafness is healed. All the different things that we need in our bodies. And as we, as we just focus on this coronavirus, the, the Holy Spirit takes it beyond that and touches all our human needs. That would be just absolutely wonderful. That's why I want you to go to the Facebook page and let us know what the Lord's doing in your situation today. We want to hear the testimonies of the power of the Lord Jesus. And so right now, Holy Spirit, I just release you in power to bring healing to everyone watching this broadcast. I pray, Father, that this live stream would be a means of power impartation of healing, deliverance, freedom, addictions broken. I pray, Father, that you know the needs of every one of your sons and daughters. And I pray right now that there would just be something released from heaven to earth that would bring forth your kingdom in all its glory and majesty. Mm -hmm. So my heart is that during this time, our sensitivity to hearing the voice of the Lord is going to increase. That we're going to hear him like we've never heard him before. And realize that English is not his first language. He will speak to you oftentimes with uh, pictures, visions, uh, feelings, impressions. There's so many different ways that the Lord can speak to us through dreams. Let's open this time and open our spirit to receive as the Lord wants to speak to us in all the ways. As you know, I've been pursuing seeing into the spirit realm. I want to see the Lord. I love seeing his handiwork. I love seeing when he's moving. I love seeing when the spirit is actively and coming upon someone and you can actually see the manifestations of his presence upon someone. But let's take it beyond that. Let's continue to press. This can be a time when we can see you may be a home alone more often now than ever. Look for him, asking him to reveal himself. Let's see into the spirit realm. Let's see what he's doing. Let's hear what he's saying. Let's obey as he leads and guides us. Let's follow him in a closer way than we've ever done. We want to know what the father's doing. So we want healing beyond just the coronavirus. We want healing today of everything that's in his heart to heal. And his heart is way <laughs> more inclusive and larger than what we could ever imagine, what we could ever think or ask for. So I just wanna give you those encouragements today. I, I thank the Lord for all that he's done. Um, as you're starting and if you get stuck and you, you, you just think, gosh, pastor, I don't know where to begin. Where should I read in the Bible? What, what should I be doing? Um, feel free to call. Feel free to call the church office. Let us know. F text us. Leave a, leave a message on Facebook. We'll get back with you. We'll, we'll have all sorts of wonderful suggestions. Uh, depending on where you are in your walk, um, one of the things that we just absolutely love is Ephesians chapter 1. is such an incredible chapter to get started in, in, in your understanding of all that the Lord has for you. So if you're, if you're struggling, you don't know exactly where to begin, 
might get, uh, Ephesians chapter one would be a good place to start. Try to get a contemporary translation. Uh, since the Passion Translation came out and I started reading in Ephesians, it just so blessed my heart. I could feel my spirit doing backflips with revelation and, uh, and understanding nuance, new nuances uh, of the scripture. But there's so many wonderful places. One of the things that I, I, I wouldn't encourage is just open up your Bible and put your finger on a verse and, and do that. Now, the Lord has spoken that way, but that's probably not the best way to do it. And we have all heard the, the, the joke that the person that's trying to do that goes, you know, and, and it's, uh, Lord, and Judas went and hung himself. Oh, Lord, go thou and do likewise. You got to be careful with that kind of a haphazard approach to the scripture. Gospels are always wonderful. Reading the gospels marks the briefest. You'll get through a lot of good stuff with Mark. Matthew brings in the fulfillment of the Old Testament as you look at the Messiah. Luke is coming from an educated doctor standpoint and he's got a special heart for the poor and for women. And you'll, you'll see just some wonderful things from Luke. And John tells us why he wrote his. His is propaganda uh, in the best sense of the word. He says, these things have been written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that in believing you have life in his name. And so he's writing a gospel of belief. And uh, I, I really, really enjoy the gospel of John. I enjoy all four gospels. But uh, spending time in the gospels, spend time in the first chapter of Ephesians and, and move from there, be a good place to start. So our heart for you is that you are doing well. Now I wanna to transition to communion. I've got my communion cup over here. And whatever you're using for the body, Lord, I just pray right now that you would bless our time remembering your life, your death, your burial, your resurrection, and your ascension to the right hand of the Father. And with great anticipation of your return, we say that you are the bread of life. You are the one that has given us all that we have. And we thank you and we eat in remembrance of you. Now grab the cup. There's so much about your blood, Jesus, that we don't understand. The book of Hebrews tells us that it's superior to the blood of, of goats and bulls. It is the supreme blood. And as we receive it, Lord, we say that the parts that is beyond our ability to comprehend is not beyond our ability to experience. And so we invite you, Holy Spirit, as we take the cup and as we drink, we ask that you would release the full benefit and blessing of the blood of Jesus in our lives. We take and drink in remembrance of you. It's been wonderful to be with you today. The worship team is going to uh, bring forth a song calling for more love and more power. And may that be the cry of the church 
and every believer in this day. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.